Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the uh, Raptors Reaction Podcast for Sports Canada. I'm your host, William Luke. Speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors lost to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yes, you heard that correctly. They lost to the Minnesota Timberwolves by a score of 116 to 112. Um, you know, look, my general goal on this podcast is to, uh, give some insight where I can, if at all possible, to maybe entertain, you know, bring some levity on, uh, you know, obviously there are ups and downs in the season, and really to just kind of ride the emotional roller coasters of ups and downs. So, this is the part of the roller coaster where you want to puke, because that is the type of game they're after split tonight. Horrible. Absolutely horrible. Gave a game away. And that's with all due respect to Minnesota, who played... They played fine. Um, you know, clearly they've had a tough season, so they played fine. Um, but... It's just... It, this is a very winnable game for the Raptors. And and again, not trying to slander the Timberwolves whatsoever. Right? They gotta win. The Timberwolves had lost... 20 of their last 24 games coming into this game. And you might say, wow, that's a lot of games. That's like the whole season. Yeah. They're 7-20 and 20 on the season. So 20 of their last 24 games they've lost. The Raptors finally came home after a very long road trip. Although this might as well be another road game because A, it's played in Tampa. And B, they're only home for one game and then they're back on the road once again. Um... But you would think, okay, the Raptors played well on the road trip, 4-2, and two, no real issues. Okay, two losses, they lost second out of back-to-backs. You know, look, I was here. Let's go back and listen to the podcast. You know, I, I, didn't, I wasn't mad at those losses. You know, some of them I even laughed at because, you know, uh, the guys that were killing the Raptors. This game was not funny. This game was not enjoyable. This game was miserable. Um, I saw during the game that, you know, they do that uh, fan section thing where they have people sending in photos of themselves watching the Raptors, and it's usually very touching scenes. You know, it's you, you, you get to see the diversity of the Raptors fan base. Um, you get to see families, you know, spending their evenings together watching uh, something together, which especially in the year 2021, anything that can even get you together safely to enjoy something is something to be cherished. And the Raptors just went out and did this. By the way, someone apparently got married to this game. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's that's a that's a bad sign. That's a bad omen. This is not a game to get married. I mean, congratulations, uh, <laughs> definitely congratulations. Of course, those are not the circumstances that anyone wanted, but uh, yeah, it's very unfortunate that people got married to this game because the Raptors they blew it. They absolutely blew it. It was a very arrogant effort, I thought, to start the game because. It didn't look like the Raptors were doing that badly. The Minnesota was down four at halftime, you know, whatever. But the first play of the game, Minnesota got a layup, like a wide open driving layup to the basket. And that just set the tone for the rest of the game. And you might think, okay, you know, the driving layup, so they're supposed to go in. Well, actually, no, because at the, Rap- the Raptors at the very end lose on a freaking layup. 
by Pascal Siakam, who was wide open, and and you know, I I don't know what to say up to about this game. Um, I really struggled to write ten things about it, and um, you know, I I just I don't know. I mean, I don't want to. It's, it's not fun to come on here to to talk about to talk down on players or things like that. I don't mean to. I'm really just speaking in, with like a reflection of the actual performance itself, but it looked like an arrogant result. And I think the Raptors were probably looking at their schedule, right? Because you got coming up uh, two games against the Bucks, two games against the Sixers. You got the Heat, who are, who are trending in the right direction. Um, you know, tough games. And it, it sandwiched in between, the, in, in between all those games are two games against Minnesota, which, I mean, let's be real, it's Minnesota. You should win that game. And the Raptors kind of just played like they looked past it. Like, I don't know. Maybe they were just too busy with Valentine's Day. I don't know what was going on. Maybe they had too many mimosas or something. I it just... It, I don't know. I had too many, like, Valentine's Day chocolates. Like, it, it, it's a lethargic effort. Lethargic effort defensively, especially. And you might say the fourth quarter there, the Raptors made a comeback. They almost stole at the end. They should have stole at the end. Pass got a wide-open layup. And again, this man is just cursed. Uh, ever since he hit that game-winning layup against um, Golden State and Sacramento right before the the, the pandemic started, at least in North America, um, you know, <laughs> it's been cursed for Pascal. I'll just say that much. Um, but you might say, well, you know, at least they made a bit of an effort. It's the bare minimum to make that effort. Like, it's just the bare minimum. Um, because the way the Raptors lost this game was in the third quarter when Minnesota shot 15 of 20 from the field. And yes, you might say Minnesota has some talented players, I guess. And, you know, Towns, you know, legit uh, talented player. I mean, you know, yeah, he has seven turnovers, whatever. Rusty fouled out, but talented player, absolutely. Right? Anthony Edwards was the first overall pick. Ricky Rubio can do some things. Malik Beasley, you know, is apparently a really good shooter. Uh, You know, but 37 points. Like, here's the thing. If you, and I understand, it's a difficult season. Lots of things happen. Like, you know, I just saw Boston lose back to back to Detroit and now to Washington. They couldn't even score 100 points on Washington, which honestly, that should qualify you to go to the G League. If you can't score 100 points on the Washington Wizards, I'm sure there are teams in the Gubble who can put 100 points on the Wizards right now. Um, and, you know, you look around the league, the Bucks lost to OKC. You know, okay, all right. You know, it's just a random Sunday. You know, things happen. And I get that, but listen, the Raptors are in a different situation than these teams because they started 2-8. and eight. So by that point, you have lost all ability to just say, oh, you know, we lost this one, my bad. You know, we can come back and get this one. No, there's no more margin for error after your 2-8 for eight to start the season. You need to approach every game with the hunger, with an actual drive to win a game, and there was just none of that today. Listen, it doesn't take that much to beat the Timberwolves. It just doesn't, okay? Towns coming back looked rusty, very rusty, honestly, like... You know, seven turnovers, six fouls, okay? Like, that's rusty. And then it's, like, Ricky Rubio, who, like, you should be able to manage Ricky Rubio. Make sure you don't help off Malik Beasley because he's a good shooter. Maybe the only good shooter on their whole team, right? But he gets free for 10 three-point attempts, right? Anthony Edwards, talented rookie, still doesn't know what he's really fully doing game to game. I have him on my fantasy team. He's wildly up and down, right? But, you know, okay, he can kind of shoot sometimes. Today, one of seven, but, you know, primarily he's very athletic. He can finish inside, you know, try to sort of play him to drive. And it's just not that big of an ask. And the Raptors just failed. They failed. That third quarter was an embarrassment, and it was bad. And what was really bad about it was that 
what the Raptors need to do was come out in the second half and just play some defense. Lock down defensively, they had the game in the back. It's not that hard to score on the Minnesota Timberwolves. They're one of the worst defenses in the league, if not the worst defense. Actually, Washington and, and Sacramento exist, so okay, it's, it's not them. But um, they needed to play some defense, and they did not play defense. And offensively, it was nasty watching the way the Raptors tried to chase that game because they tried to go shot for shot with Minnesota and, you know, honestly, leading the charge for that was Fred VanVleet. The finish of that third quarter, right, midway through the third quarter, the Raptors pull Pascal, they pull Kyle, they put their bench out there with, with Fred, which happens, right? It happens every game. Fred's out there with the bench. Okay, those games, those periods always make me nervous, but sometimes they do well. This time, there were multiple possessions and maybe consecutive possessions where Fred had the ball, dribbled the ball, called for a screen, pulled up, missed, transition layup, score for the Timberwolves, inbound goes to Fred, Fred drives up, screen, Fred pulls, miss, goes the other way for another layup, and that's how you lose. That's how you lose in these big runs. No ball movement, no production from the bench whatsoever, and really not a good job of leadership by Fred, who has done a great job this season leading the team. Yes, he's up and down sometimes, but damn, he has done a good job. In the first half of this game, was great. 19 points in the first half. And that that third quarter, he was 0 for 8 in the third quarter. And there were multiple times, you know, you had shooters open in the corner, reads, things like that. You know, they take a quick shot, could have waited, you know, been more patient. But it was just bad. And defensively, the whole group was just consistently playing in transition, you know, not failing to pick up assignments. And it just defensively was bad. Now... Even after all that, the Raptors were still only down like eight points heading into the fourth quarter. And Nick Nurse had already brought Kyle Lowry back into the game early to end the third quarter. And the start of the fourth quarter, Nick really wanted to make a push, okay? Kyle's on the floor. Pascal's on the floor. uh, Norm's on the floor. You know, Baines is on the floor. And Memory's on the floor. And, you know, there's a real intent to win that game. Because that's uh, three of your top four players are on the floor uh, in the game at the moment. And... The Raptors did make a push, you know. I thought Baines actually did some decent things in that stretch. Got some rebounds, you know. Pascal scored in the post. Kyle got to the rim, got to the free throw line, like, repeatedly. I think Norm hit a three, like, or Norm drove baseline for a layup. Good things were happening. The Raptors made a comeback fairly quickly. But, again, the Raptors just couldn't defend. And they just kept losing guys in transition. The Timberwolves were called timeout. Raptors got the game tied. They were like, oh, we're just going to you know, go back to this you know, sloppy defense. And the Timberwolves would come out with a 7-0 run. And the Raptors would kind of come back, come back, come back. And then the Timberwolves were going to run. And it's just, it was bad. And it was especially bad because the Raptors just looked like they couldn't defend defensively. And that's a real issue. At no point last season did the Raptors look like they couldn't defend the team. Maybe occasionally against the Celtics. You know, maybe against even the best teams, right? They beat the Lakers twice. You know, they they, they beat the Heat. They, they beat the Sixers. Like, they shut all these guys down. They made the Clippers very, very tough, right? This season... We've noticed that there has not been the same defensive intensity, but still we've seen the Raptors time on their defensive chops, right? I mean, damn, they played better defense against James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving than they did tonight against Ricky Rubio, Michael Beasley, and Anthony Edwards. Um, And, you know, generally speaking, the Raptors, because of the coaching, because of their experience, because of their actual defensive potential, because of their athleticism, they can figure it out throughout the game. Okay, so if during the game there's a matchup that's struggling with them, Generally speaking, throughout the game, they'll figure it out. That did not happen. The opposite happened tonight. The, the, the Timberwolves figured it out. And I'm not saying that it was some sort of great coaching effort by the Timberwolves. Because I, I just know. Like, this is not a good, well-coached team, okay? You don't lose 20-24 as, as as a team with any decent coach. But um, 
the Timberwolves were the team that was slowly figuring out through the course of the game. Carl Anthony Towns came alive in the fourth quarter. Um, Ricky Rubio was just dominating. And listen, those words shouldn't even be said. Um, Ricky Rubio dominating is not, like, outside of, like, a FIBA World Cup situation, that should not be happening. But instead, he was killing the Raptors in the pick and roll, and the Raptors just couldn't know what to do. Look, they were playing Baines out there to start the fourth quarter, right? And it was okay against the the, the, the Wolves bench. I mean, realistically, the, the Wolves were... You know, they they're playing a lot of the bench guys. You know, the Raptors could make a comeback against that. But then, then they kept Baines in the game against Towns. And they, the reason they did that was, A, the Raptors had tried Boucher. Boucher was really bad in this one. You know, very off night for Boucher. Guys were driving right through him. You know, just just poor, right? Um, it got into foul trouble and things like that. Uh, and then they tried some Stanley Johnson at small ball five. You know, let's be real. Stanley hasn't, after a really, really promising start, Stanley has really faded once again. And today, very little impact. Um, and, of course, very undersized. So, okay, so you go you go to the Baines. And it's just the pick-and-roll combination between Rubio and Baines. Uh, Rubio, sorry, Rubio and, and, and Towns just killed the Raptors. Baines is just physically unable to play some of the defense that you need, right? Against a big that can pop. So, you know, you, know, you want to keep Rubio out of the paint. The Timberwolves got to the rim at will in the third quarter. You want to really keep them out of the paint. What the Raptors do, blitz on the perimeter. Right, trap the ball handlers, create some t- turnovers, um, bottle the Timberwolves up before they can get into the paint. So they want a blitz. Okay, you want a blitz. The, the pass comes over the top to the town. They got to rotate. You need Baines to rotate. You need Baines to play on the perimeter, hedge, try to trap people and force them towards the sideline, contain the dribble penetration. Those are none of the skills that he has. And the Timberwolves just got whatever they wanted. And, you know, it was bad. Meanwhile, Baines had an open three in the corner. He's missed that. I don't think he's made a single corner three all season. Um... And you just look at look at just look at the lineup that the Raptors had, man. Like, like look, the center position has become so 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 painful to watch. Obviously, Boucher has saved the Raptors many times, but if Boucher doesn't play like an All Star, the Raptors are getting killed at the center position every single time. Baines and Boucher tonight combined for two total defensive rebounds. They played forty two minutes, and they had two defensive rebounds. Fred Van Vliet by himself had more defensive rebounds than the two centers combined over a 42-minute stretch. And it's not like the Raptors getting killed that much on the offensive glass. I don't mean to point that out there, but I'm just meaning like the center position has just been weak, uh, really, really weak for the Raptors. And Baines, I I know people are ready to get him out of here, man. I thought he was actually playing decently uh, uh, for a small stretch in the fourth quarter, but he got left in too long, got burnt, and the Raptors just couldn't defend. And even despite all of that, the Raptors still had a chance to tie this game because of a miracle, essentially. Um, you know, Kyle Lowry, with the Raptors down four, drives in, misses a layup. Towns gets the rebound. Kyle pokes the ball away from Towns from underneath them, then dives to bounce the ball back out, to punch the ball back out. Norm comes up with a loose ball, drives in, finds Bembry uh, on the dunker spot, dunks um, on Towns and one. Um, Bembry makes the layup. And at that point, it's like, okay, the Raptors have a real chance here, right? The Raptors have a real chance. Then they trap on the inbound instead of fouling, even though the shot clock's turned off and Minnesota's up. Malik Beasley gets pressured. sees a double team, steps out of bounds. The Raptors get the ball back with 12 seconds. They set up the play to Pascal Siakam at the top of the floor. They shift the floor so that, you know, one side of the floor is completely overloaded and Pascal has a completely wide open one half of the floor. He drives towards that half. Euro steps through the contact, no, you know, no foul or whatever, but like, I just, it was not a foul, okay? The guy was just there for a layup, and he had literally a finger roll. Like, his hand was at the basket for a finger roll, and it, it, and it spilled out. 
and there was no help coming because the Timberwolves are just, you know, not a good defensive team. And the Raptors blew that. And honestly, you know, in retrospect, I feel really bad for Pascal, but, like, it was a bad game for Pascal overall. Um, I thought defensively he really struggled at times, you know, left his feet quite often, didn't shoot a good percentage, 6 of 19, tried to go in the paint. The Timberwolves are really stacking the bodies. You know, there was times where, you know, um, it's, you know, missed calls here or there. But listen, I don't want to see the Raptors complaining about free throws when the Raptors outshot them 31 to 19, okay? Like, there's just... They have no leg to stand on. They really don't. And uh, I, I did see a lot of Raptors complaining. Nick Nurse, the last two games, sw- you know, swall- bit his tongue, has just been chilling on the sidelines. You know, the, the look of Zen, the 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 the, um, the the Phil Jackson disciple. And then today, back to his old ways. I'm surprised he didn't get called for a tech. This guy was on the floor complaining. Kyle was complaining. Kyle was getting great calls, too, all throughout the fourth quarter. Like, he literally fouled out to Kyle Anthony Towns by himself. And still, the Raptors were complaining, and you could just tell this team was not focused on winning. All they needed to do tonight was come up with a good defensive performance, even a, a decent defensive performance, and they would have won. And they didn't. Look at Minnesota's shooting lines. 52% from the field, 41% from three, 28 assists. Just just bad. Just bad. And I thought the Raptors generally usually have a good game plan for Carl Anthony Towns. Last year, the Raptors played freaking Rondé Hollis-Jefferson at center, and the Raptors won that game easily. And that was their 15th win in a row. The Raptors, at, at this point in the season, still don't even have 15 wins. Like, it's it's all bad. I hate talking about last season because it really has just put into a sharp contrast as what the Raptors have this year. It, it's 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 not there. And I thought the, the leadership of this team was, was missing outside of Kyle. Kyle had a really, really weird start, had some weird turnovers. But he settled down, he locked in, and he played his heart out in the fourth quarter. Played the entire fourth quarter. Played 40 minutes. Listen, you play Kyle Lowry 40 minutes against the Timberwolves, you better get the win. Because that man is old, right? And and what are you wasting this performance on? And, and Kyle had to try his very best just to lose to the Timberwolves. It's, it's sad, really, to think about. But Fred was not there with the leadership, especially in that third quarter. He was a huge part of why the Raptors uh, shot their, you know, Struggled. I mean, yo, zero for eight in the fourth quarter. In the third quarter, was just was just poor. Um, you know, Pascal was off throughout the course of the game. He had two offensive fouls early in the game, just like setting screens. Like, is the focus not not there? Like, are you guys? Did you guys know the game was that play was going to be played at that specific time at that specific date? Like, what was going on there? Because when have you seen Pascal foul people on screens and just two fouls back to back on on dribble handoffs? And it wasn't even like, oh, that's a tight whistle or whatever. No, like it's just you're knocking a guy over because you're you're moving through the screen. Like, what are you doing? Right? And Pascal was struggling throughout the course of the game. He had some nice passes. You know, he found Baines, which is obviously, if you can assist the Baines, that should be worth like five assists. But, um, you know, Pascal was off with his shooting throughout the course of the game. The entire bench gave them nothing. I mean, Bembry with nine points, you know, okay, that's not bad. But Boucher was six. Stanley was zero. Terrence Davis was five. Nobody was trusted to play any minutes. Like, yo, if the bench can't play minutes against the Minnesota Timberwolves, you got a real issue, okay? Like, because look at the Timberwolves bench. Like, seriously, go look up the Timberwolves bench and look up how many players you actually recognize. Um, You know, and it's, yeah, it was just, it was bad. I mean, I thought Norm was steady. Honestly, I thought Norm could have gotten more opportunities. Multiple times I've seen, I was like screaming at the TV, yo, swing it to Norm. He's wide open in the corner. And the Raptors just, for some reason, had tunnel vision, couldn't find this guy. Even though this guy's been the Raptors' most efficient offensive player for like the last month. Um, And it was bad. And of course, Baines was, was always bad. Like, he just is bad. He fouls out of the game. Struggled so much guarding pick and roll, you know, uh, his his he's step late. He's so physically incapable of playing what the Raptors need from him, and yeah, it's just bad all around. I mean, you know, look, the Raptors have some very difficult games coming up. 
Um, I have no idea what team's going to show up because the Raptors have proven to be so up and down this season. It's really, um, you know, a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde situation. Like, um, I don't know what team's going to come out. This is this is this isn't this is more of the two and eight Raptors. And there's also the ten and five Raptors that came up after that. But like, you know, after playing so well, after being in a rhythm. The Raptors go out and they do this and just lay an absolute stinker. Like, just terrible. Like, Terrible's got, like, wide-open dunks. Conathane Towns getting open for a dunk. Like, you know, like, and, you know, it, it was so embarrassing the way the Raptors were guarding it late in the game. That So, Baines was struggling to be, and getting roasted in the pick and roll. So, what the Raptors were doing was Fred VanVleet would communicate with, with Baines on the baseline. He would rotate and literally willingly go on to Conathane Towns just so that Baines wouldn't have to play Towns. And if you, I mean, I'm just like, do, do you know how wild that is? Like, you know, there's obviously a lot of off-ball switching, right? Usually, if you had switched earlier, you switch again. So, you had a small guy to go to a wing, and then you have a wing guard a big, or you have a big guard a big, and, you know, try to reset so you have like-sized matchups. The Raptors were intentionally pre-switching to have Fred guard Carl Anthony Towns on the pick-and-roll instead of Baines because they wanted the ability to switch the pick-and-roll instead. Why would you have Baines on the floor if that's the case? But what do you mean, you know, and, you know... Again, I, I, I'm, I'm asking that question, but th- I also know the answer is because Chris was really struggling defensively. You would normally close with Chris. You couldn't do that. You would normally close with Stanley. He was not getting any impact. And so the Raptors <laughs> ultimately settled with Bembry. But, like, it, it's it's just nuts. Again, Pat, Fred VanVleet was willingly switching on to Carl Anthony Towns to help with defense, which is just a really sad play. So the Raptors played desperate. They played from behind, and they, they couldn't get it done. You know, I feel bad for Pascal, but also just... It's a layup. Like, there's no one else to feel really bad for. Like, I feel bad for myself watching that game for two and a half hours on Valentine's Day. So, um, it's a rough result. It really is. And it's even worse when you look at the schedule coming up for the Raptors. Because, not to be doom and gloom, because there's been a lot of positive on the podcast. And there's been a lot of positive developments. But you look at it. The next game's against the Bucks. Then they're they're playing the Bucks. Then they're playing the Timberwolves. Then they're playing Philly twice. Then they're playing Miami. That's not easy. With, and, and, you know, hopefully OG and Utah can come back. I know Nick Nurse keeps saying, oh, they're, they're going to be back next game. And then next game comes around, they're, they're out. You know, and, you know, this is kind of the team they got at the moment. And, and you know, of course, OG and Utah would have been missed. But, like, let's be real. Like, you know, the Raptors were well-equipped to beat the Timberwolves even without them. And they just couldn't get it done. And um, just thoroughly disappointed. Really thoroughly disappointed. And, listen, the Raptors need to – I mean, I've been saying this like a million times in the season. But, really, the Raptors need to decide. Are you serious with this team or are you not serious with this team? Because if you're not serious, make some moves, try to get some assets, because I think Kyle and Norm could help a lot of teams out there. And if you don't like that conversation because you find that unpleasant, and I am of that sort, okay, I don't want to be watching games without these guys. You know, Norm has been here. That's literally Kyle is the longest tenured Raptor, then Norm was the next ten longest tenured Raptor. We've won championships with these guys. I want to... I want to see them around, okay? I want to see them around. I want to see them compete. And if that's the case, go get a center because I don't care who it is, but there are so many centers in the league that would help the Raptors at the moment because the Raptors just game after game after game put Aaron Baines out there. It's painful. It's disappointing to watch. It's not even fair to Baines, I think, because they're asking him to do a lot of stuff that he's not capable of doing, but it's just... I don't know. That's just an L. You just got to punt that and just fix that center rotation and you can maybe do something. But at the moment, this is what you're going to get. These wildly up and down performances um, that, yeah, 
Like, you just struggle to explain. So, congrats to Timberwolves on the win. Seriously, like, they look thrilled to what the win. They, you know, um, yeah, Anthony Edwards was was nice. They're the first overall pick. Um, you know, Towns, I'm happy for him. Obviously, everyone in the league is rooting for Towns. Uh, but, you know, realistically, the Raptors just blew it. And I, I hope these guys, I hope it ruins their nights. Like, I really do. Because, like, it's one of those games where you have to evaluate. Like, what are we doing? Like, you can't be losing these games, period. They had lost, they had lost 20 of 24 coming into this game. And you lost to them. Not acceptable. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In terms of your three stars, uh, Kyle's the first star, obviously, 24 points, four rebounds, four assists, two steals. Again, overcame a really strange start. Got to the free throw line 12 times. Again, you know, hustled the refs, absolutely. Uh, you know, six to 12 from the field, two of four. The diving effort there, uh, the steal against... Um, Towns to then kick it out for the three or to Norm who drove it inside for Bembry. Kyle did everything in his power, and yeah, it's it is what it is. Um, second star goes to Norm Powell, twenty two points, um, eight of twelve shooting, was pretty good at scoring, was open repeatedly. The highest plus minus on the team plus nine. Don't know why the Raptors didn't go to him more often, but yeah, I mean Powell's not a ball handler, so he doesn't have his own. He can't necessarily call his own number. Uh, but yeah, someone should have called Powell a lot more than, than what happened tonight. And then the third star is probably going to go to Bembry, I guess. Nine points, four rebounds, two assists. He was the only guy off the bench that did anything of, of, of positive. Uh, he missed some threes. He missed some free throws. Raptors also missed two free throws down the stretch, which again, is going to absolutely kill you. But, um, the game should have never been that close, but yeah, and Bembry was, I mean, he was a positive contributor, so I can't really... That, that's enough. Just being a positive contributor will give you the third star. In terms of their Gerald Henderson award winner, I mean, there's so many people you can go with here. Um, you know, I thought Rubio played an amazing game, even though he was only 16-5. and five. Um, You know, I, I'm not really sure where to go with. Honestly, I might go with um, Jared Vanderbilt. Um, 12 points in 23 minutes. First time I've seen him play. Seven rebounds, two assists. Two blocks. Played Pascal pretty, pretty good. In largely one-on-one coverage. Pascal shot 6-19. Um, so I'll give it to him. But honestly, you can give it to like the whole team. The whole Honestly, the entire Minnesota Timberwolves should be a Gerald Henderson one award winner. That's, that's kind of how it was. So, a very disappointing result. I'm, uh, yeah. So, hopefully the Raptors can turn it around. But, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I honestly don't really see what they can do to beat the Bucks. Like they, I thought they played one of their best games of the season in terms of their effort wise, in terms of their intensity. 
uh, last game that they played against the Bucks and they lost. And who knows? I mean, it'll be OG's. Hopefully, it'll be OG's first game back. So you know, at least you have someone to guard Giannis, kind of. Um, you know, Utah, I guess. You know, but again, like it's you shouldn't need those guys to to to, to win this game. And the Raptors are gonna really lament these opportunities because really, like this fight to get to five hundred has been pretty much the entire season, and the Raptors have been under 500 the whole season. It's been like 30 games, and the Raptors are under 500. 27 games. And they're last in the division. And, of course, they're close, because everyone's close, right? This whole weird season, you know, everyone's jumbled up. But it, it's it's just frustrating. There's no other way to describe this loss. So, hopefully the Raptors respond, but you never know. So, uh, that does it for the podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm sorry this is so depressing. Um... I'll try to cheer up on the next game and hopefully the Raptors play a lot better in the next game. So thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.